get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games It is instant intensity every single time the Blue Bombers and the Calgary Stampeders square off, whether it's early in the regular season or later into November, always smash mouth football between these two pillar franchises in the CFL. What's going on, everybody? It's game day, Winnipeg, looking ahead to week five between the three and one Blue Bombers and the one and two Calgary Stampeders. Let's bring in the man, the legend, Chris Walby. What's going on, Bluto? How you feeling? I got questions for you about this game. Yeah, I got a lot of questions about it myself, but I'm feeling great, man. It's a nice day. It's beautiful out. We got great weather. Uh, it's going to be a good day for a game tomorrow. I hear it's like 23, 22. Uh, that's not bad. The, I know big guys like us, we like that weather like that. No humidity. It's going to be great. Guys like us can run like deers and gazelles all night. So it's going to be good. Agreed. Uh, it is. It, it's always good and expected to be a madhouse on Matheson. We'll get into so much here on the program. We'll talk about the changes to the Blue Bombers lineup, some stud players returning to Calgary's lineup and how Winnipeg might handle that, uh, as well as some of the uh, real contributors of this Blue Bombers offense and defense from Brady Oliveira uh, to Malik Clements, who Mike O'Shea described as having an excellent year and that he is plays a hard physical brand of football. He's been making plays. Uh, Greg McRae popped off the page in his uh, 2023 debut in Montreal last week. Some of the, you know, uh, different looks the Blue Bombers offense are giving you. And then, of course, Zach Kolaris named Pro Football Focus's top performing quarterback for the month of June. But before we get into all that, and you can file this under overreaction, Chris Walby, but I have to ask. Are the Blue Bombers being disrespected because they're number three in a lot of people's power rankings going into week five? You know, it's so early in the year, DB. I can't get caught up in all that ranking garbage right now. I'll be honest with you. You know what? I think that they'd rather be like that. I don't think the Bombers and the players and the, and the way they've been coached by O'Shea, they're not one of those guys that's going to the stat sheet every day and saying, hey, man, we're ranked number one. Oh, baby, let's go have an extra cold beer. Nah, they don't give a crap about that stuff. I don't. I think it's just ranking. It's something just it's just fodder for media guys. Uh, to me, I think that you look at how they all jumped off the bandwagon. There was a big thing at the emergency department at the hospitals from all the people that had jumped off the cart about the old line and the game they played against BC and broke their ankles. They had to go get x-rays, and now they're all trying to climb back in the cart after that old line played outstanding against Montreal. So, like I say, it's a long, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Let's not get carried away with all this stuff right now. you got to focus on what's at hand. And I'm, I guess I have that player mentality. And what's at hand is a game against a very tough Calgary team that has not performed like a, uh, like a Calgary team in the past. This is a, to me, the Stamps are not playing well right now. And if you listen to Dave Dickinson, the head coach there, DB, he says, we need to improve. We are not there where we need to be. He's, no he's point, he, he doesn't sugarcoat it. But they've also had a rash of key injuries. I mean, Malik Henry out. He's their leading receiver. You know, he's gone with the ACL. Then you got, you know, that Hakanavuna. You know, he's he's out. And he was a big-time player. Yes, they you got some guys You huck it up to Hakanavuna. 
How can I, how can I, I mean, he made big plays, man. He's a good football player. I mean, yeah, Luther uh, Kanvanu, uh, on the six game injured list now uh, for the Calgary Stampeders kind of, um, or pardon me, he's, on, he's on the one game. As is Cole Tucker. Hey, Darren, nine changes for this game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things about consistency and, and, and playing well is keeping players healthy. The Bombers, they're missing two. They got two changes. Shane, Shane Goche's out. And I, don't, I can't remember who the other one is out. But, uh, you know, when you look at that, two versus nine. It's crazy when you think about nine changes. I remember Saskatchewan through this when they had the big injury problems. And they're doing that again this year. They're having a problem in Ryderville. But Calgary just, to me, I want to know, is Jake Meyer a one-trick pony? Or Mayor, is he a one-trick pony? Because, yeah. I mean, he started off hot. I mean, he was the reason that Bo Levi, they said, you know what, Bo, you're a little gray in the beard. I mean, the move, the move looks smart, too, when you look at it. Now, obviously, he's hurt with Hamilton. But Mayor, was, when he played, he looked fantastic. He's played well against the Bombers, even though he's 0-2 and two versus us. But well, he's only thrown two touchdowns, five interceptions. He's made some, some really difficult decisions, uh, you know, at key times in the game. Now, is it because they got new receivers? They got guys running wrong routes, the breakdown in the offensive line. They got a whole bunch of new offensive linemen again now. So there's a number of factors to bear in. I just want to see if Calgary's the team that I thought they were. Because I think you want to talk about rankings and what we we graded these guys and where we ranked them in the power rankings. I think Calgary's ranked up top with us, but this year they just I mean, I'm look I'm surprised. Hamilton is well ex- looking horrible. Edmonton. Expectations. Expectations are one thing. Yeah, expectations are one thing, and and then what we see in the games is another. And and Calgary just has not been good this season. Um, You know, one and two. Now they are coming off the bye. They are beat up. A lot of changes, as you mentioned. Um, but they are coming off a bye, so the guys that are playing will be fresh. They have the addition yes. of two game-breaking receivers. So, yeah, Cole Tucker comes out, um, Malik Henry and, and Luther Kanavanu uh, all uh, uh, injured and out right now. But you add Reggie Begleton, who is just a, yeah. an absolute game-breaker. There, there's no other way to put right. it. And Mark and Michelle, back from the National Football League. I learned last night on... Uh, bonfire midweek when Danny Austin of post media Calgary joined me for the show and, and go check it out. Great conversation with Willie Jefferson. Um, if, if you missed it last night, go check it out. It's, it, it was very entertaining. Uh, no surprise there, but Mark and Michelle back from the NFL cousins with Sony, Michelle, the, um, you know, uh, high profile running back of the new England Patriots for a long time. So, um, you know, we're going to get into those changes, all that sort of thing. I know you're fired up, Chris, because you took my question about, disrespect to the bombers and power rankings and the rest and, and took it all the way through this matchup, which is, is great. Um, but I hear you when I, when you say power rankings are fodder for media types, right? I'm a media type. You're a pseudo media type. I'm a media sort of media type now, but the thing is I also, because I have that background, I don't really not, I can only speak from experience that we never really looked at that. I mean, I know there's guys that look at your personal stats and they say they don't. I know they do because a lot of the contracts are, you know, bonuses, right? You get, you know, you, make, you leave the league in catches or you make interceptions or something like that. You get a bonus. There's no bonuses so for power rankings. Yeah, and that's on a, on, on a personal level. But, uh, yeah, as far as the other things, uh, you know, they're just basically focused on one win. And, and I, I really hated that line when I played and I still hate it now. One game at a time, even though it is one game at a time, it's so vanilla. It's so vanilla. 
Well, you know what? There's no excitement. Zero and zero, and you're trying to get to one and zero. Well, I mean, I, I just, I'm hoping for a good game. I think it will be. I think Calgary. What? Every team that's come off a bye this week, uh, this year, Darren is is undefeated. So that is a kind of a neat little stat if you want to throw stats out there. Um, but Jake has to play better. I mean, right now, I looked at one of his stats that really jumped out, Jake Mayer, and I'm going back to Calgary here again. And I'm disappointed in the fact that he's on throws of 20-plus yards, he's only completed two passes out of 14. And that's, that stat just jumped out at me. Like, what's no going on, man? Where's the threat? I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Zach, the way he throws the ball, and he's, you know, he's got 11 touchdown drives. He's doing everything right. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, pro whatever that award is. Pro football focus. The, yeah. How they call him pro football focus now? Uh, player of the month for June, and well deserved. I mean, he's had, uh, you know, he's had a great month. But uh, yeah, I just want to see what happens. Uh, you know, when I look at some of the things on Calgary, I think that they have, they do have a good defense. They got Titus Wallback. There's another. Uh, he's a great linebacker, and they yeah. got Julian Char- uh, Charles well, back from an injury. Defensive First back, year. right? Play, plays the dime. Yeah. Yeah, I played it. And then you look at, uh, you know, the guys they do have, Mika Ah, who's uh, – or Micah, if you want to call him. He's Micah got the Awe. Yeah. Micah. Cameron Judge, who's always been a pain in our backside. Trey Robertson was one – once he went down, tried out with Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, he was uh, a standout yeah. at that uh, weak side corner. So they've got some guys. They just have not been able to play together. And I think that Coach Dickinson said it really cool what he said. Right now, they're spinning. He says, when your players play great is when they just react. They don't have to think about anything. When you have to start thinking about things, you're slow. You're a step behind, and that's when breakdowns happen, and that's when teams take advantage of you. So, yeah, I, I think that Calgary's just a team right now that's growing. There's no reason to be, you know, uh, you know, we're throwing a towel in here, kids. There's no, you know, we're not doing that. But I'm saying right now, well, they hey. are not as good as they have been. Anytime the Bombers and the Stampede, like, I don't care what the records are. I do not care what the records are because these teams will always play each other tough, hard-nosed, smash-mouth football. It's just in the DNA of the red and white and the Stampeders to, if you had to beat, if they had to beat one team, if there's one team they wanted to beat over everybody else, it's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And the Blue Bombers, let's, let's hearken back, Chris, to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of, um, you know, recent memory. We'll say recent, uh, but the times where things were not going so well for Winnipeg, you know, losing seasons, the first few years of Mike O'Shea. What did Kyle Walters and Mike O'Shea always say? Even Wade Miller said it. We want to build a franchise in the image of the Calgary Stampeders. And, and like, not a carbon copy, not, you know... Uh, but they were the standard. They were the standard for a long, long time with John Huffnagel as head coach and GM. Now he's the president. You got Dave Dickinson, head coach, and now he is the GM. And it's that, you know, seamless uh, process through that. But the reality is Winnipeg wanted to build themselves to that standard of competitiveness and vying for a Grey Cup every single season. And you can even go back to 2018 where Winnipeg had a pretty good football team, 2019, yeah. winning the cup, 2020, the season was gone, but defending champs into 2021 and winning the cup again and 2022, getting to the cup and losing by one point. And here we are in 2023, power rankings aside, 
most people would pick the Winnipeg Blue Bombers today to come out on top uh, in that second last Sunday in November with the Grey Cup, uh, the 110th in Hamilton. That all said, Chris, uh, yeah. this Blue Bombers team uh, has shown weakness. It has shown vulnerability, but I don't think that's any reason for fans to be concerned because of just how deep that mentality is of going one and know every week of not worrying about yeah. what happened, focusing on the future. And, and for Calgary and Winnipeg, this is going to be one of those games could very well be one. We talk about months from now as a change of pace for one or both of their team seasons. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, it's going to be a, a much bigger battle for our offensive line. I think that, uh, boy, they just manhandled Montreal's D-line. I mean, there was no pressure. Zach was back there. He could have had a cigarette, a cigar, whatever he wanted back there. There was nobody on him. You know I mean? He had all the time in the world. He made great throws. I, even though it was such a crappy day to play football with the rain delay and then the winds and the storms and the you know lightning, uh, to come out in a tight game like that, 17-3, which is probably a closer game than it actually should have been, uh, I, I just think that when I look at the, the Calgary Stampers, to your point, um, I look at their defensive line. I'll, I'll, I'll just go there with uh, James Vodders, who came back from the NFL. Then you got Mike Rose, who's a stud, Derek Wiggins, and they got Julian Hauser, who played for Tidecast last year, a heck of a football player. So is. They, this is a much tougher front four than the Alouettes were going to give against the Bombers. So it's going to be a much tougher thing. But I just think the way they're playing right now, they're confident. And you take a look at that right there on your screen. Then you got Cam Judge, Titus Wall, like I said, came back, Mike, uh, Michael Ah. Uh, you know, they, they've got some guys on there. I mean, they're dressing a lot of D linemen. Uh, so, you know, that they're worried about the heat and they're going to just rotate. Uh, if and, you and great. That, great. Sorry, Chris. Great, great to see everybody who joined us over from Winnipeg Sports Talk. Welcome to Game Day, Winnipeg. It is your pregame show ahead of Bombers and Stampeders Friday night at IG Field. It's, it's going to be a madhouse on Matheson, no doubt about that. Travis, who's watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Travis? Like your Jets hat and your profile uh, pick there. Who's the Stamps' best player? Well, on defense, there are a handful. One that gets overlooked is Mike Rose. He is a double-team machine at defensive tackle. Chris Kolinkowski, there's a reason I put him on the YouTube thumbnail this week, Chris. One, I know you love it when I give uh, props and respect to the, the offensive line guys that maybe don't get the shine all the time. But two, he was the top-ranked offensive lineman in the entire CFL last week by pro football focus he's going to be taking on mike rose here at defensive tackle Derek wigan a veteran uh and, and very good player you mentioned julian hauser here at defensive yeah. end james vodders as well mike moore uh is, is a, a dangerous player we we all are familiar with him mike away has been very good some people don't know this a member of the winnipeg blue bombers in 2020 signed a one-year contract no season contract expired uh and off he went Cam Judge is probably their best Canadian player, if you had to ask me. You mentioned Trey Roberson, Jonathan Moxie. They, they got some players on that back end. Brandon Dozier, uh, a veteran, more in a reserve role now at safety. But offensively, Chris, who is their best player? Is it a young guy like Trey Odoms Dukes? Is it Reggie Bagleton? Probably. Is it um, uh, Mark and Michelle coming back from the NFL? Maybe. Is it Transcona? product Winnipeg zone Zach Williams at left guard well he's one of the best old linemen in the league no doubt Sean McEwen could be the best center in the league Ryan Sevier another outstanding 
uh, offensive lineman. Maybe not Jake Mayer these days, but while Kadeem Carey is on the six-game injured list, Chris, and led the CFL in rushing last season, I look at Diedrich Mills. This guy is probably today, maybe outside of Reggie Bagleton, maybe outside of Cam Judge as a Canadian, I think Diedrich Mills is their most complete, dangerous player on the Stampeders. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm missing a bunch of guys. You mentioned Kadeem Carey. And also the guy that I really like to watch as special teams is Peyton Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, these guys are out. But uh, if you look at, again, when we talk about the Bombers, and one of the things the Bombers have been very, knock on wood, they've been very lucky about, and they've been very fortunate, I should put that there, uh, their consistency on the old line and no injuries. You look at Calgary, they've got Thornton. Hugh Thornton's back. He's just started right tackle. They moved uh, Bryce Bell, who's played center, played left guard, and now will be at left tackle. And they asked him what he thought about playing against the likes of Jackson and Willie Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm jacked up. I'm ready to play against these guys. And, you know, let's just get to it. But here's a guy that hasn't played but two quarters at tackle. And now he's getting the, uh, the huge task of going against two of the very best uh, defensive ends in the league. So there's a lot of things happening. And when you're talking about that O-line again, and you're talking about the, you know, the chemistry, the fact that they're not playing together and they've got two changes in there right now, uh, yeah, the interior looks good. But it's the outside that you got to worry about because Willie's a freak, and he's playing better and better every game. And I know everybody gets used to hearing Willie, but Willie just is that kind of special player. He's a unicorn. He's very unique. And listen – Two sacks, a fumble. He's a second in the league on pass knockdowns. He just does so much, and he creates. But you still got to get that pressure up the middle, guys. That maybe like Cam Lawson. You brought him up last week. You know he got two sacks. Now yeah. I love what O'Shea said. Yeah, he got two sacks. But remember, it's a team effort, right? Yeah. It's not like he zipped by a guy. It was all you know. We'll meet at the quarterback kind of thing. You know, it it was so funny to hear Willie Jefferson uh, join us live on Bonfire Midweek last night. I, I really encourage you to go check it out. Uh, very entertaining conversation with uh, the one of a kind on the field and off the field, Willie Jefferson. But he talked about Cameron Lawson, whose nickname in the Blue Bombers locker room, Cameron Awesome, which I think is hilarious for, you know, a third year Canadian uh, D tackle. But talking about Lawson saying like, Hey, you know, Willie, you want to set me up for a sack? I'll take your loose change. I'll take your leftovers. Um, because it was Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat getting to the quarterback frazzling, uh, Cody Fajardo and the Montreal Alouettes. And then Cam Lawson kind of finishing the job off. He says, I'll do that all day for you guys. There's a lot of love in that, uh, defensive line locker room and a lot of respect for one another. I think that's why there's such a cohesive unit with Ricky Walker and, and Jake, the snake Thomas uh, and the rest. But um, uh, Celestin Haba is somebody uh, who joined the blue bombers. Like I'll, just to reiterate his story. We've talked about it before, Chris Celestin Haba was like three or four days in Canada in blue bombers camp. And then he's dressing and playing in a preseason game and 11 days after getting his first real taste of CFL football, he is dressing and playing in a regular season game. He has been outstanding. He's built and probably plays a style of defensive rush end different 
than the longer, more, um, you know, stretch the edge type rushers uh, in Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat. He is more compact. He's more speedy and dips and rips and, and that sort of thing. More of a Von Miller type, uh, more of a Sean Lemon type, uh, you know, for NFL and CFL comparisons. But Celestin Haba, I think, is somebody who, like I said about Jackson Jeffcoat a few years ago, this guy's going to be really, really good. Well, I think I agree with you. Your, your points are right on. I mean, as a former tackle on the offensive line, I mean, one of the things that used to be you have to keep your brain going, you have to keep your mind sharp, is that when they get a new guy in, they're rotating defensive ends on your defensive tackles on you, and they all have different techniques. And if you start getting stuck on one technique and another guy comes in and he may be a, a quick move to the inside kind of guy or a step inside a ratio on the corner, you're going to get beat. So it's a tough thing, and I think that's what I love about the, the Bombers that They've got great change of pace at that end. I mean, you got, let's not forget the rookie, Anthony Bennett, who's getting a, a lot of playing time too now. So uh, they've, they've got their, their, their defensive line is, uh, is one of the best in the CFL. They're playing very well. Um, they've got to get pressure. That's one thing I thought that happened when we played BC. It seemed like the BC offensive line did a pretty good job of knowing what the Bombers were going to do defensively and defensive line-wise. And so you watch what Richie Hall did and changed it up a little bit last year, last week against Montreal. And they brought different type of blitzes and stuff like that. So I think you have to really mix it up. I think it's going to be a real battle. If you start doing some twists and uh, you get guys going against Sevier and Thornton on the right or Zach Williams and Bell on the left, man, I tell you, you can get these guys at different levels. You can create a lot of, a lot of confusion and uh, really make Jake Mayer hold on to the football or make bad decisions with the football. So, you know, not to give a whole, you know, story on it, but that there's so many little stories within the story here uh, that are going to come around. Well, and one of the, um, you know, kind of sad stories within the story of the Blue Bombers defense is yeah. Adam Big Hill, who was away from practice all last week, but did travel and play in Montreal and uh, him his extended family and, and, you know, support crew around him, heavy hearts as Adam Big Hill's father passed away uh, just over a week, week and a half ago in late June. Uh, that's why Adam uh, was away. Uh, it was sudden. It was unexpected. So it, it definitely uh, shook the Big Hill family, shook Adam. Um, but he is uh, with his teammates, and, and Mike O'Shea spoke about it. Um, Adam Big Hill shared all of this, of course, publicly on social media. So that's the reason why yeah. we, you know, we we get into the details of it. But um, overwhelming uh, response of support for him, and uh, like Mike O'Shea said, to to have his teammates around him, rallying around him, lifting him up, uh, I think is incredibly important. Um, yeah. If you looked at what he was talking about, DB, and how much his dad influenced him. Mm -hmm. It was such an impact on his life and developed him, you know, turned him into the man he is today. I mean, I sent uh, Adam a, a message, you know, conveying my heartfelt condolences to his family. Uh, you know, I've talked to Adam, never played with him, but I have such great respect for him as not only a football player, but as a person. So I sent him some. And then I also uh, reached out today to uh, Gene Gaines' family, who Gene Gaines was a defensive back coach with us back in the 80s who is uh, on the Ottawa Rough Riders, or I'm saying the Rough Riders because that's what they were back then, Wall of Fame, and he just recently passed away, and he was one of our coaches. So, again, uh, you know, condolences to that family as well. No no question. Uh, so Adam Big Hill could be playing very um, inspired football 
Friday night oh, yeah, sure. at, at IG Field. Uh, Shane Gauthier, I uh, believe it's a foot injury uh, on the six game injured list. He has been the guy that was really that reserve linebacker if they needed to either move Adam Big Hill to a different spot or, uh, you know, take him off for, for a quick breath, that sort of thing. So with Goche on the six game, you know, we're, we're seeing a little bit of Jesse Briggs, of course, Les Maruo, uh, Tanner Cadwalader, Brian Cole uh, will will step in for you know, Malik Clements or, or Adam Big yeah. Hill. Um, but, you know, I, I was really taken by Ooh. Michael Shea's comments today, Chris, about Malik Clements. You know, I mentioned it off the yeah. top. Uh, having an excellent year plays that hard physical brand of football. Uh, Winnipeg's linebacking core maybe isn't as uh, star-studded or name recognition as, you know, uh, the Toronto Argonauts or, um, you know, uh, you know, the BC Lions, the the Calgary Stampeders like that, uh, you know, the Hamilton Tiger Cats with Simone uh, and, and others. But uh, with Adam Big Hill anchoring everything, a young, impactful player like Malik Clements, and then a ton of really good Canadians and globals, Les Maruo and, and Briggs and the rest uh, that are healthy right now and able to play, I think really has Winnipeg in, in a good spot. So you have that power up front, uh, power in the sense of impact power of the defensive line, but then right there at that next level, uh, Winnipeg rock solid at the linebacking core as well. Now they're straight down the middle. We used to call them defense. Put a triangle. If, you, if people are watching this, put your th- you know, you put your hands in a triangle. It's the tackles, the middle linebacker, and your safety. That's your power triangle. So if you go from Walker, Thompson, and Big Hill to Alexander, that's a triangle. And that's where you want to have power. Alexander, obviously, is the guy that controls. He's the quarterback of the secondary. You know, Big Hill is the quarterback of the front seven. Uh, you know, he calls the blitzes. He tells them what's going on. Man, these guys know exactly what they're going to do. They play together. And you mentioned uh, uh, Goche out, and I think that's one of the reasons they signed uh, Jared Beeksma. Uh, you know, he's uh, coming in and he's going to dress today. Uh, is that just a you know temporary fix right now? I'm not sure. But the, you, you want to talk about Clements and Malik Clements, and I'm a big fan of his too. Makes me think about the other guy that used to be there and was having a great year till he got hurt in Kyrie Wilson. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody said Kyrie's being uh, – you know, running and he's doing some workouts with the athletic trainers. But get boy, I tell you, how do you get him in? The, how do you get him in the lineup? Where do you put him? It's tough. I mean, that's the thing. You got you. You got a guy playing so well, and your chemistry is starting to build game after game. I said this all the time. Boy, sometimes a door when a door shuts, it opens for somebody else, mm-hmm. and it definitely opened for Malik Clements. So it's going to be interesting to see what develops over time when Kyrie Wilson gets healthy. Well, I think it is a good thing overall because Winnipeg, you know, like if anything ever happens to Adam Big Hill or he decides to move on from oh, football, sure. he's in his 13th season in the CFL. Yeah. 13th season is outstanding yeah. for a middle linebacker. You don't see that often at all. But to have Clements, to have Kyrie Wilson, uh, those Canadians, Les Mar- that that's a good thing, I, I think. Uh, overall, but it's the defensive backfield, Chris, that's been getting a lot of questions because you look at uh, Winnipeg's injured list and, uh, you know, Winston Rose, Jamal Parker, who started nine games last year, all down on the sixth game. And for Parker, I think it'll be a while for Winston Rose, maybe shorter, but he's still not, you know, running around or practicing yet. Abu Durame Soiree, like people have been calling him ADS. Learn the guy's name. This guy is a baller, man. Abu Durame Soiree 
made a play in the end zone against the Montreal Alouettes that in hindsight could have saved the game because he was beat. He found a way to contort his body in midair and get his arm into the ball. And I think it was Austin Mack. He made the play on the ball on in the end zone. And if Montreal had scored that touchdown, yeah, it would have been their only touchdown of the game, but it might have sparked something where the game could have unfolded differently. He is an athlete that is making things happen. Uh, j- just a handful of games he's played this year as a rookie. Um, but Abu Durame Soare, man, I was really impressed with him. Demario Houston back. We oh. know how dang good the human tarp Dietrich Nichols is. That's the nickname I gave him last year because he covers everything. You can throw him out there and he's like a tarp. Yeah. We'll keep uh, everything dry and, and out of the sun. Uh, and then, of course, Brandon Alexander with, I don't know about you, Chris, uh, that was uh, one of the most outstanding plays. Another one that probably saved the game because he had an interception on the two-yard line. That takes another potential touchdown away. And then he returns at 62 yards to lead to a Winnipeg Blue Bombers scoring drive. That was our bonfire burning point on After Dark. Yeah, it was a good move. I mean, he jumped that route. He saw where, where Fajardo was trying to go, jumped the route, made a great job of interception and taking it down. You know, basically took all the air out of the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, you know, they just playing so well. Now, you talk about Abu Durami Suare. When you think about his first play, the first ever play that he played, he got pass interference on Holly in BC. Uh, and that, and everybody's going, oh boy, here we go. Right. But after that first play, where a lot of rookies would have their head down going, oh, geez, man, that kid has rebounded and really started to play very well. And I agree with you. Um, there's going to be a lot of decisions. And you look at Evan Holm, who I think right now, having an outstanding year. This kid has got great hips. And I'm not talking about the dance floor. I'm talking about when he's covering a receiver, he can turn and, and, and run with all these guys. Yeah. He, he's tied for the lead and pass knockdowns of five. He makes plays on the ball. Yeah, he'll get beat sometimes in front of him, but he comes up and he secures the tackle. But no DB is not going to have people complete passes on him. Michael Shea raves about ball. Evan Holmes. Raves yeah. about Evan Holmes' feet. Says he has outstanding yeah, quick saying. feet. Yeah, and if you can have great hips and, and cr- crappy feet mm-hmm. or crappy feet and bad hips. He's got it all. He's, you know, he's doing very well. The UND product, uh, North Dakota. So, I mean, I love the way that kid's playing. Brandon, like I said, we've talked about Brandon Alexander. Uh, you know, he missed a lot of last year. He's come back and he's getting stronger and stronger as this year goes on. I expect big things from him. You talk about Olin Darby. They love him because he just can do whatever he wants to do out there. Like there's no weakness on this team yet. They do give up a lot of yards through the pass. They have given up eight, Eight balls that 30 plus yards. They give up big plays. Ben, don't break. Um, you know, they, ben, don't break. They have given they, It's not our stat. And I, you know, I used to hate stats when we first did the show. I used to tell you, but when you read some things, and they just jump out at you. And I'm looking at this saying, See, the best thing I ever did was email, start right. emailing Chris Walby the stats packs every week. No that was kidding. the best thing I ever did. I got to tell you. Now I'm reading it and it goes that the, the, the uh, Bombers defense have given up the most completions at 83. So, I mean, you know, there's some things here, right? I mean, the Bombers are playing well. And like I said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, you um, know what, Chris? If you if you let a lot of completions, it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting diced in the backfield, right? It could be that. so much pressure. Say. It could be so much pressure on the quarterback that, you know, they're, they're, they're dumping the ball off. Those That's are easy what, completions. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, if, if you want to look at what? it, then, well, how you? many touchdowns? I may have agreed with you a little bit there. As, as painful as it is, I'm, I'm going to stick myself on a pin pretty soon. Um, 
you know, they've given up, uh, you know, eight touchdowns. Uh, so obviously when you've given up six passing touchdowns and, and, you know, basically four games, they're doing pretty good. So yeah, you're right. I have to agree with that. Uh, it's a stat that really can be misleading. You know what I mean? You start thinking, Oh, well, won't be, or won't be at the rum hut. Oh, geez. Probably. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, be fun, well, man. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a great game. Great game. I always said this and, and DB, you hit it on the head of the show. Great matchup. As much as I like watching the, the, the Prairie Rivalries, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, I really do like when we go against a team that has such a pedigree like the Calgary Stampeders. Mm-hmm. Uh, from you know, like the coaches you talked from, Dave, uh, Johnny Huffnagel, who, you know, I played, he played quarterback with me, Johnny Huffnagel. You know, I told you the story a couple years ago that I we went drinking one night and I hung him on a coat hook. I left him hanging there. So, you know, that's one of the things, man. You know, we had a couple beers. He was singing with Bell Belcher, rest in peace, Bell Belcher, love you. And he was an offensive lineman. And we went and they went up on stage and started singing good old Rocky Top. And uh, we went out for some more cold ones. And he said something <laughs> stupid to me like he always did. And I just took him by a thing and I hung him up on a cold hook and left him hanging there for a little bit. So, yeah, I've got a lot of history with him. Uh, great guy, great person. You know, the league is small. And when you play with guys and they go on and move on to positions like the coaching or GM and now the president, you get proud of it. I mean, Lyle Bauer did the same thing with the Bombers, you know? Yeah. He was here from a, from an old line, went to help out, and he was, you know, basically Cal's right-hand man. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I told you that when we go to his room and Cal was not supposed to eat peanuts, he'd eat peanuts, and he'd have a few too many beers and tell me who he's going to cut. And I'd be like, geez, I don't want to hear that. Don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. But, you know, we had a lot of fun. The stories back then are different, but. That was a different time, anyway, no yeah. doubt. I'm just trying to, I'm starting to get a little, while we were drinking dry. <laughs> Good well, comment by Aisha. We'll, we'll see about the rum hut. We know, we know the rum hut is rocking during the game, but what about before and after? I like to go to Shannon's Irish pub, 175 Carlton Street, in the heart of downtown Winnipeg and under the streets. Oh yes, it's Winnipeg's best kept secret, eclectic atmosphere, awesome beverage and food selection 21 beers on tap including all of your uh, a whole bunch of your local favorites and this is one of the best parts chris you know this jets games and blue bombers games home and away game day specials food specials drink specials their wings are off the charts but then you're also going to get some really creative um uh choices uh uh, on their food menu as well, including the venison and wild boar burger. Oh yes. Venison and wild boar burger comes with smoked cheddar and a blueberry compote. You got to try it. So good. Their fries, they got wedges, like, like their, their food and drink choices uh, are really off the charts. Uh, go check them out. 175 Carlton street, just a quick Brady Oliveira screen pass down the street from true North square, 175 Carlton. You can check them out. Shannon's Irish hey, who, pub.ca. Who's, who's, who's the English guy that has the cooking show that swears at everybody? Oh, uh, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. You sound like Gordon Ramsay there with a little blueberry compote and this and this and that. I'm like, I had to actually look that up. <laughs> See, and, and, and if you ever said something dumb, Chris, I would take two pieces of bread and squish them on your face and say, what is this? An idiot sandwich. That's a Gordon Ramsay classic. Oh, here we go. You know what? I thought the first time you said it, I thought, man, they got a blueberry compost? Who's <laughs> 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 blueberry compost? <laughs> oh, no, not a compost. A compote. 
Anyway, yeah, listen, Shannon's is a great place. We got to go there. We say this all the time. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely I've been get going. down there one day. We'll let, we'll let people know we're going there too, and we'll uh, yeah, we'll have some fun with them. Yeah, maybe a little Grey Cup party. I, I think that would be good. I'm going to Hamilton. Well, but, that, uh, what a great idea. That's a yeah. great Oh, you're going to Hamilton. You always oh, go to I'm going to gonna be there. I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, as you know, in the CFL, right, doesn't matter what teams are playing. Uh, the Grey Cup is uh, a time to uh, party and, and come together. Oh, uh, offensively, Chris, let's talk about this Blue Bombers offense because, yeah, 17 points in the crummy weather, the wet, soggy rain and the rest. Um, but Zach Kolaris is still incredibly efficient. He's thrown two picks this year, both tipped balls. Not his fault. Then you look at Vernon Adams Jr. He had two interceptions out of his six against Toronto last week that it's almost like you you think he was throwing the ball blindfolded. But Winnipeg's offense did often go three and out, three and out. They they just couldn't get the continuity going. I know it's difficult with the rain. Mike O'Shea talked about it uh, this past week where they tried to go hurry up, especially in the final three minutes. And they couldn't because the umpire is drying the football with a towel yeah, on he has to place it down absolutely yeah he or she has to to place it down and then uh, you know move out of position and, and that sort of thing but can we talk about brady Oliveira? the o-line has been very good the receivers have been good yeah. dalton Schoen leads the league in receiving and has more receiving yards through four games than he did last year as a rookie when he led the entire league in receiving so he might even build on that but brady Oliveira. In my opinion, is coming into his own, and I don't see that yeah. in in a sort of cliche. He is branding himself as a workhorse, as a every down player, as a physical presence, as somebody that is going to deliver the blow, be the hammer, not the nail, spinning off of blocks, running yeah. downfield, and making impressive catches with his hands. The comparisons will always be there to Andrew Harris because they were teammates, because they won a great cup together, because they're both Winnipeggers and Oak Park grads, right? Those are always going to be there. But the reality is what we're seeing from Brady Oliveira now in his second season as the full-time Blue Bombers starting tailback is that he is a star on the rise and making things happen in his own right. You don't got to mention 33 at all. No, I think the biggest thing that I've been impressed with Brady is the fact that he's a running back that keeps his legs churning after contact, which reminds me of 33 Andrew when he used to yep. play here. Uh, you know, and now he's spinning. He's developing a spin. He's making guys miss. He's staying low. His pad level is low, making it very hard for guys to get underneath him. Uh, as you say, he's, he's really good catching the ball out of the backfield. But he's also a great blocker. That's the thing a lot of backs don't get credit for, but he actually does a nice job picking up the blitz. And that's a huge thing. You know, you get guys, they sit too far back. Let's comes to right beside the quarterback. He knows how to meet him in the hole and do that. So Awesome uh, to, to see Daryl Brandle, uh, you know, as we'll continue the conversation on Brady Oliveira. But Daryl, who's watching live on Facebook, he is in the house. Hey, guys, my wife and I drove 10 hours yesterday from North Battleford, Saskatchewan, and I'm now in Winnipeg. Went to the walkthrough practice at IG Field today. It was awesome. Daryl. You and your wife are awesome coming in for the game. A uh, 10 hour drive from North Battleford. Good, good on you guys. That's bleeding blue and gold. That wasn't what you were doing when you had your hand up like a phone call. I was like, what are you doing, man? What does right that on. mean? Hang loose. Oh, Hang right 10. On. Right. On. I like to do that. My fingers are broken though. So, uh, 
But yeah, you're right. Brady's doing a great job. I mean, <laughs> and we also should give a little pump out since we're in the broadcast here and congratulate old Nick Dembski. Mm, yes. On the, on the birth of his first child, Ray Elizabeth and his wife, Vanessa. Uh, congratulations to Nick. I mean, I know it's, uh, it's always special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the first one. So, I mean, I, I think it's great, man. I'm, I know a lot of people are pretty excited for him. And he was talking about the family atmosphere and how he's getting advice from everybody and how the sleep's becoming a little bit less and less because obviously when you have a child, a young child, uh, the moms get tired and you have to kind of pick up the, uh, you know, he's going to have to take care of some of the slack. So yeah. congratulations to Nick. Yeah. And, Nick uh, among uh, many guys on this Blue Bombers team with young families, but congratulations yeah. to him on, on his first. Uh, yeah. Larry uh, TSG mentioning uh, Jake Thomas also became a father this year. That's why he That's arrived right. at camp That's late. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good, good point. But, uh, yeah. yeah. No, they're littered. The, the, the litter is they're littered with litter. Does that make sense? Sure. I don't know if it does, That's but <laughs> there's, good. there's a whole ton oh. of, uh, of kids yeah. and uh, partners uh, hanging out at practice and, and watching and that sort of thing. So uh, I think that kind of adds to the, the, the family dynamic inside the locker room when it expands outside too. Um, Donald, uh, uh, sign guy says, uh, we're wondering about Brady Oliveira last season. And some people were calling for Johnny Augustine. Remember that? Oh, I did. Yeah, and I think we were hard on Brady too. So I remember we were in the beginning, he was struggling and we were like, uh, is it going to be, you know, I said, it's pretty good. It's probably a good thing. We signed Johnny Augustine again. You know, uh, you know, I probably wasn't a hundred percent sold on Brady at the time. No, I knew he had the potential, but he just seemed like he wasn't breaking out of that shell. And all of a sudden, he just as the year went on, he started to, and like you say, now this year, not even talking about it anymore. Uh, you know, he's having a great year, an all-star type year right now. Leads the league in rushing with 327 yards, a nice 5.3 yard average. Um, you can't beat that, man. Yeah. Uh, Travis saying, wait a second, there's public practices for the Bombers? Oh, yes. Walkthrough is always open. That's the day before the game, 11, 11.30 a.m., that sort of thing. Uh, usually one or sometimes two practices during the week open, uh, late morning to early afternoon. Uh, you can call the Bobber's office. They'll, they'll give you details on that. Um, you can follow Darren Cameron on uh, on Twitter as well and, and ask him uh, the Blue Bombers uh, public relations uh, and player personnel director. Is that right? Yeah. Player, ah, whatever it is. He, he's, he's got about seven hats and uh, wearing five at a time, usually. Um, but, uh, you know, um, Brady Oliveira is just part of it, Chris. What's that? What? Sorry, sorry D-Bag. MRV, what a, great, what a great comment. Bombers need to open a daycare at IG Field. Uh, yeah. You're right, because Zach Calaris, I remember he had one, and you're talking about I see Daryl says that he talked to Nicole and uh, Carol Barrett, who's one of the best people that ever worked in the Bombers. She's the She's best. Still there. She's, She's a heart of gold. Man. You need any, any uh, for alumni. When we call, you get a hold of Carol. It's solved like that. It's that. It's that fast. So, uh, great point, and that's, that's a, a great comment. I love that comment. Daycare. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, it, it goes beyond Brady Oliveira, though, Chris, with the Blue Bombers backfield, because we've seen obviously Nick Dembski be involved in the run game. Um, Rashid Bailey new to the run game this year. He's getting touches just like Nick Dembski. But this past week without Nick Dembski in the lineup, well, he was there on the depth chart, but did not travel to Montreal, didn't play with the, with the birth of his child, of course, here in Winnipeg. Um, we saw Greg McRae. And boy, is he an exciting player. He brings so much versatility, so dynamic, 
fast, good hands, uh, can can run routes well, can obviously run the football. He is a tailback, uh, I guess, by trade or by definition. But another nice piece on offense for Buck Pierce and, and Zach Kolaris to use. Well, yeah, 12-point average in a game last week. I mean, obviously the guy can run the football. Great hands on the backfield, just willing to play and do whatever they say just to get in the lineup. And that's how tough it is to get in. That was his first game. That was his debut of this year. Um, you know, we knew what he could do. We knew he could return as well. So they've just got so many weapons. But a guy that I'd like to talk about too and is I, I really want this guy to get a little bit more pump. And that's my, my buddy there, the guitar man. Because the guitar man is playing really well right now. And I'm obviously talking about Drew Wallatarski. Yes, you are. Uh, he is uh, having himself a whale of a year. A lot of times he used to put a Canadian receiver out wide and he'd just be a decoy. This guy's making great catches. 14 for, you know, three touchdowns. Leads the team in touchdowns. Six of 14 second downs. Uh, he just is a guy that's making plays. And I know they love this guy because he's so unselfish. I mean, I mean this is a guy that he's got, he's got, a, he goes to his own vibe. You know, he's, a, he's funny. I mean, I, I could. That's a good way to put it because he's a vibe. Yeah. All right. Oh, he has a different vibe. Well, there's no doubt. He, He's from the 70s, man. You know what I'm talking about? He'd have the psychedelic van, man, with the big old dice in the well, front. Everybody's, you know, everybody's dude or bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, he'd hang out with, you know, who are those two guys who used to smoke all the blunts? Oh, oh man. Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong would be his best buddies. Not saying he does that, but the, the attitude. You know, he's just funny, man. He just well, Tommy just Chong is Canadian, too, which is kind of funny because nobody thought he was. They thought he was from California. And then there's Drew Wolitarski, who is Canadian, but hanging out in California, right? Going to school at the University of Minnesota and the rest. Yeah, it was nice <laughs> to see him get a touchdown last week with his parents in the stands in Montreal. So yeah, they came cool. out from Quebec, so that's really nice. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I just like the guy. I like the way he uh, he just makes me laugh. Like, I, I know he's playing. He does a lot of benefits. He goes and plays at some of the local watering holes. Yeah, he writes his own songs. This guy's multi-talented. I mean, yeah, uh, and he's got he's himself a uh, a nice Winnipeg lady. That's why he hangs out really? here so much. Well, that's yeah, that's, well, that's probably it makes great. sense. I mean, it, it makes is. sense. I mean, you know, it's like man, we got beautiful women in Winnipeg. That's the thing. We got gorgeous ladies here, man. It's special. All you guys that want to come to Winnipeg, you better come here. Better bring a ring. Yeah, as Walby's as <laughs> as Willie Jefferson says, come on down. Come on down. That's right. Well, let's take oh, a look great. at the uh, the Blue Bombers offense, Chris. Uh, the offensive line, maybe not their best game uh, in the loss to the BC Lions, uh, but I don't think people even want to talk about it anymore. Uh, Stanley Bryant, Jamarcus Hardrick, Pat Newfeld, Jeff Gray, Chris Kolonkowski, the top-ranked offensive lineman in the entire CFL by Pro Football Focus this past week. Tui Ellie, Liam Dobson. Dobson also very highly ranked by Pro Football Focus. This group... I don't think, I think it's easy to rag on them when Kolaris is under pressure, when the run game can't get going, when Winnipeg, uh, you know, can't sustain drives and move the chains, when pressure's coming. It's easy to rag on this crew, but hey, I, I think you can speak to this better than anybody, Chris, or as well as anybody for sure. You don't get a lot of the recognition when the things are going well. We rave about Oliveira and Dembski and, and Zach Kolaris and, and uh, you know, Dalton Schoen. If it wasn't for those five, six, seven guys up front, it wouldn't be happening. Yeah, I think that you talked about one thing that's changed, and that's pro football sports, the forum, or where you have the power rankings or whatever. 
I don't know what you call it, but they rank all the old linemen now. And the old line uh, for the Bombers in two out of four games have been a top line. Chris Kolonkowski two times has been a top lineman. Yeah. And then you've got Demarcus who's playing very well. Uh, and, and and that's and that's you're not even talking about your Hall of Famer here and you know Stanley Bryant at her side. So I mean, this is uh like now he's quoting Beyonce. <laughs> you know, Donnie Krugshake, that's a great you, line. You're right, man. You've you changed Chris. Like, you're a stats guy. You're a stats guy now. You're talking about rankings. You're uh, talking about changing. analytics. I'm, I'm like a moth. I'm a moth that's changing to a butterfly, brother. I'm just spreading my wings. Uh do you think that BC game was an anomaly? Do you think Winnipeg's offense just maybe got out game planned or did the, did the offense get out physical? What do you yes. rack that up to now that we, we know that it was just maybe a one-off or at least a bad game because they go to Montreal, knock off a two and O team, um, you know, under un, not ideal conditions. You know, it's weird you say that because I, I do believe it's, it's an anomaly. I don't think it's a normal thing. I think they definitely got off physical that game. I think they weren't too ready mentally. I think they showed up late for the game mentally. I think it was one of those games where they got their butt kicked and they needed to get their butt kicked. Um, but then I watched BC and I watched them going to Toronto thinking they're going to do some damage. And Toronto manhandled the BC Lions. Toronto, this kid, Chad Kelly, is making a believer out of somebody. You know, I mean, this kid's playing well. Um, Toronto running the football. Uh, they, they've got a good defense. I, I thought I didn't think Toronto was going to be that good, to be honest with you. I thought it was like, you know, okay, they kind of they kind of primed at the right time last year and won the Cup by us missing a field goal, which doesn't matter. They still won the Cup. But, uh, boy, they just manhandled BC, which surprised me because BC manhandled us. So it just shows you that on any given well, Sunday, I'm just using the line from the movie. Sure. That you can beat somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any given Friday in the CFL, and and that's what we're looking oh, there towards. You go. In this you're going to take that now. Are you going to run with that? Put yeah, I can run with that. Any given Friday. What I noticed, Chris, like, look, I've worked really hard this summer so I can watch all of the CFL games. I'll say that again. Yeah. I work hard so I'm free to watch those CFL games. Because uh, when you're a sports reporter, and, you know, I'm at Jets Development Camp, yesterday and i'm do, doing bears. all this yeah sea bears yeah of course i got my sea bears hat hat so hey do they have a logo oh they do hang on i'll show you because i think the sea bears are pretty cool i like when you have basketballs and really oh, okay isn't that sweet tell me yeah, that's not a great like, logo looks like a bear it is they're the sea bears okay where's the sea churchill Okay. Oh, I see. Oh, so that's a polar bear. That's right. So it's sea bears, S E A, but their mascot is C dot bear, Churchill bear. Also, why isn't he white? He is white. Oh, okay. Showing up when when I you show me a picture, look like. Well, no, I just mean this is this is just a brown hat. Oh, we should. Okay, I'm a marketing guru. Put that, make it white. Look. I guess you're right. Like this is, it looks more like a brown bear or like a grizzly. Yeah, a grizzly right. bear. That was a grizzly bear. Yeah. Anyway, well, Willie Jefferson, when he when he joined me on uh, uh, Bonfire Midweek last night, again, go He's check that interview out. It was so much fun. He said to me at the Sea Bears game, "I want a ten day contract. Let me hoop. Let me hoop." Uh, he he's such a freak athlete. He just wants to play basketball. He wants to kind of do everything, um, yeah. <laughs> which is is pretty cool. How did we get on the Sea Bears anyway? 
Well, you were talking about how you work hard. Oh, right. So I can watch the games. Thank you. Thank you for getting me on track. You brought up the Seabears. Yeah. So I work hard so I can have those. I, I work hard so I can have those nights. I work hard with my with my lady too, so uh, she's happy and content. So I can watch those football games. I've watched every Lions game. I've watched every Argos game. I've pretty much watched them all this year uh, in, in the CFL. And what I'm seeing I in the Toronto Argonauts, Argonauts. What? Who plays today? Saskatchewan and Edmonton. Yeah, that's right. Saskatchewan and Edmonton yep. play right. So that'll yep. be a good game. I think that Saskatchewan will be interesting to see if they extend the. Uh, oh. The helplessness of the Elks. I, you know what? I'm, I just want my pet. You really want to talk about that? Oh. No, I, no, I want to talk about. It. I hate the. I, I, I love the Eskimos. I like that. I like the old thing. I think we're got this woke society is getting too crazy for me. Well, sorry, that's another yeah. rant. I like the Eskimos. Well, what I'm trying to say is, Chris, I, I've watched these Argos games. I've watched these Lions games, and I watched that game, and I know it doesn't make sense. I, I talked about this last night as well. <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense. But Vernon Adams Jr. outside of those six picks, like th- this isn't a real thing you can say, but he was good and then made these un, un, like Stupid. just unbelievably bad throws. And yeah, the it's, one he rolled to the right and, and he just threw it to the open arms of the defender. Inexplicable. I mean, you think if you, if you can't get rid of the ball, throw it out of bounds, they always say, or, or throw it where nobody can get it. You're right. There, there was two plays that he did and he threw he, just terrible decisions. And I know you can see him holding his helmet after going, what did I do? He still threw for 380 yards. He oh, threw for three, yeah, 388. Like, oh, and BC yeah. played well. Uh, the offense played well. They they didn't really go to uh, Taquan Mizell, the rookie, outstanding rookie uh, running back that they have. But they just, the Toronto Argonauts just kept the pressure on, both defensively and with the offense scoring. Chad Kelly is legit. Uh, Don says, does Chad Kelly get another NFL shot? He he could very well. He's got yeah. talent. He has got it. Uh, and, and whether that's in the, uh, you know, the bloodlines, the pedigree from his uh, Hall of Fame uncle Jim or, uh, you know, whatever, he, he's got it. So what I saw was the score looking like a very, very dominant Toronto Argonauts game. But... Yeah. BC still showed oh, well overall. Oh, just, well. But, that, it just but shows Chad you how Kelly, costly those giveaways are. Well, it just tells you what a quarterback is about. I mean, this league is a quarterback-driven league. And uh, I will say this. I think Chad Kelly is one very, very confident young man. I, 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 I lean to cocky because he really does believe that this is his opportunity to go to the NFL. He's looking past this. Mm-hmm. And he said, if I have a mm-hmm. great show, a great year, I can get an opportunity. Well, the kid better not say that. You better not uh, say that. You don't want to say I'm looking I, past this. Well, I, I think he is. I mean, you look at his, uh, his uncle is Jim Kelly, the famous quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. He's got his, the bloodline's there, buddy. Bloodline's there. Yeah. No, and he, he has the talent. He, he has the talent. So. Um, anyway, there's a reason Winnipeg is number three in the power rankings right now. It's because Toronto's undefeated. They beat up, um, in the end, beat up on the BC Lions and the Lions beat up on the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. So that's why I look at Friday, this game, Winnipeg at home versus Calgary as an opportunity for Winnipeg, like not an opportunity for Winnipeg. It is, but I look at it as an instance where Winnipeg is going to be fired the you know what 
up. They are going to come out there and say, we are not going to get pushed around on our field in our house again. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think that uh, they're just, they're, they're a team that they, they don't like the taste of that. That left a bad taste. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. somebody used their mouth for a, for a, a cat box. So, you know, it's not good, man. <laughs> you know, it's just, you got to you gotta just come back, and I think they're going to play well. I really do think they're going to play well. I think it's going to be a lot of Brady-Olivera tomorrow. And, uh, you know, and they can throw the ball around. Maybe more Greg McRae. He might just get more opportunities tomorrow again. Yeah, I so want to pull up the, uh, the offensive depth chart one last time. Drew Brown was away for non-injury-related reasons this week. Uh, Mike O'Shea said it's possible. The word he used was possibly in answering whether Drew Brown will dress. So uh, not ruling him out yet. He is on the depth chart and, and listed as the number two. Dakota Prukop, veteran. We know he's going to run the short yardage. Uh, they are okay there, uh, even if Brown can't dress. Of course, Brady Oliveira getting the start. There's Greg McRae once again at slot back. I expect Janarian Grant to get more and more involved every week, Chris, because yeah. he's just so dangerous and physical for a small guy. With the ball in his hands. Rashid Bailey starting at uh, wide receiver with uh, Carlton Agadosi out this week. Dalton Schoen in his usual spot next to Nick Dembski. I would take this side-by-side -side duo, Dembski and Schoen, over anybody any day. Good gracious, that is a lot of diverse talent there. And then your guy, the guitar man, as you call him, Drew Wolitarski, uh, at wideout. So Winnipeg looking pretty good offensively. It'll be, uh, um, you know, your keys to the game are now my key in this game is how Winnipeg's offense plays against Calgary's defense. That is, I think, where we're going to see the, the tide of this game shift. If Calgary is going to win, they're going to do it defensively. Yeah, I agree. I think offensively for me, it's they have to be able to uh, – it's, it's almost like it's for both teams, but for, for uh, Winnipeg, it's they have to establish a run, then they got to stay with the run. It opens up so much. If Brady can get that running game, and I love their little slot back sweeps they do and keep every off balance, you mix it up, you, you keep doing that, you open it up for Zach to go and find all these different targets. He's got six or seven targets to throw to. He's always using them, all of them. He's utilizing everybody. On defense, I think you got to force Cody Berjardo to, to beat you through the air. I think that, uh, you know, you, you hit on it. Dedrick Mills is a heck of running back. They've got this new guy, Levante Bellamy, they really like out of Western Michigan. He's backing him up. Obviously, no Peyton Logan. But having said that, if you can take the runaway and force Jake, Jake has not played well. Um, two touchdowns, five interceptions. That's not to say he won't rebound tomorrow. Uh, now they've got, you know, Mark and Michelle back, and they've got, as you mentioned, the star Reggie Be Beglington back. But I think that if they're going to beat you, they got to beat you through the air. I'll be surprised they beat us to the ground. Uh, for Calgary's – Yeah, go ahead. Do you want special teams? What? You want to do special teams? I can't hear you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> do you want to do special teams? What are you doing, man? You, are you taking off already? Listen, I'm special teams. We got a big <laughs> advantage in special teams. You know, they got a great kicker in Cody Grace, but we got the best returner in Janarian Grant. Yeah. And they don't have a returner now. Peyton Logan was the guy that used to break all his things, so he's gone. He's not playing, so we got a big advantage there. And then you got two of the best field goal kickers in the CFL. Rene Paradis mentioned his first two. He's eight for eight. But how about the other guy? 
Andale, Andale, Sergio Garcia. Who? Eighth, Sergio Castillo. Did I say Garcia? <laughs> Sorry, I'll say about Garcia watched, the band. They're you've been band. watching too much golf. Oh, God. Sergio Castillo, eight for eight. He's 18 of 18. His last 18. I know. I'm losing my mind right now. It's just been Well, fun. I know, and you're on my case. I'm losing my mind, too. I know. It's been a busy day, man. Uh, Tyler, Fabry, uh, Tyler Fabry in the live chat uh, sent me a note on Twitter today saying he's a rare opportunity he can watch uh, game day Winnipeg live. Awesome to see you, Tyler, uh, offensive line coach, of the Oak Park Raiders. So he's already watching the, the next crop of, uh, Oak Park offensive talent, uh, looking to make that next step to pro, uh, outstanding career as a player on the offensive line, Chris, for the, uh, the Manitoba Bison. So good to see you, Tyler. Thanks for, for joining us. Uh, as always. Yeah. Waiters, I, I will pay a fine two days in a row. I get caught, uh, with the mute. Yeah. No stuff. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take I it. I was going to do silent. Uh, a couple years ago, Chris, it was quarterback Jake Mayer coming into Winnipeg, getting his first CFL start, and he went, I remember it as 17 of 17. Danny Austin, who joined me yesterday on, on Bonfire, he said it was 18 of 18 and, and set a new CFL record. I thought it was 17 of 17. Either way, he lit it up and... I wonder if that Jake Mayer is still there. Is he still capable of that, right? Uh, because Was all we've seen from Jake Mayer, all we've seen from Jake Mayer last year and this year is somebody that does not throw the football down the field. It's strange. Oh. And I think defenses have figured him out or something. But if anybody oh, can hey. figure it out and help Jake Mayer, Chris, it is Dave Dickinson. It is John Huffnagel. It is yeah. that staff in Calgary. You know what? And it's funny when you talk about that because you brought up a great point. They've they've had 14 pass attempts over 20 yards and completed two. Are you kidding me? You've got to stretch that defense. If you don't stretch that defense, you keep everybody looking at inside. Nobody has to turn and run. You're not throwing the ball deep. It makes yep. your run game hard to do. It makes your pass short pass game hard to do. You've got to be able to stretch that field and make the guys run to, to make them feel honest, play honest. So that's my uh, that was another key there, but I didn't get it till now. So. Anyway, that's my last one. What's that's up, your buddy? last one. All right. All right. Hey. My dog is going crazy. Well, you know, Luke, Luke is a good boy, so that's okay. Luke, come here. Hi, buddy. Yeah, he's hey, a good pup. Hey, Chris. Friday is going to be a blast. You're going to join me next week as well. The Ottawa Red Blacks host the Blue Bombers on July 15th, which means you and me will get game day Winnipeg going on Friday, July 14th. We'll do it at three o'clock after Winnipeg Sports Talk, as we always do. Post-game yep. coverage, you don't want to miss it. Game day after dark right here on Bonfire Sports and then Bonfire Midweek, as we always do. Zach Schnitzer coming off the bye week uh, and he'll join me on Wednesday uh, this coming week. Great stuff, Bluto. Always appreciate your insight. Everybody loves seeing you here, uh, as always. I got to come pay you and, and your lovely wife a visit soon. We, we got some things to figure out. Yeah, we moved. Oh, yeah. So, You're not going to uh, tell me where you live either, are you? You know where uh, North Caledonian is? Yeah. Okay, keep driving. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to send me a P.O. box number or something, right? Uh, you make me laugh. Oh, Jesus. Uh, hey, big <laughs> thanks, uh, as always, to oh. Shannon's Irish Pub. Go check them out. Uh, 175 Carlton Street. Uh, they're the oh. spot. 
uh, open for lunch on Fridays as well. So uh, go check them out prior to the Bombers game. Oh, and they'll be rocking uh, during the Bombers game and afterwards as well. Thanks, Pluto. Appreciate you, brother. Have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Take Luca for a walk, okay? I'm going to take him out right now because he's uh, letting me know specially that he has to get outside. <laughs> so let's put it that way. Great seeing you, man. All right, brother. You guys, you guys hey, go blue, baby. Go. Let's go. And goodbye.